Hi folks, this is Michael and welcome to the Blood Walk. And uh, today I want to start getting into this seventh visitation of Yahshua, which culminated in the Tree of Life. But I want to lay some more groundwork first, and I hope you guys aren't getting too tired of this, but it is necessary. So one place I want to begin with here is in Matthew 24, because I've got to give you the true definition of, of a certain word here. And as I had said in previous podcasts, that uh, the translators really boogered up the, uh, the English uh, versions of the, uh, of the Gospels. And now one of the words that they really blew out their backside is right here. Matthew 24, 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So that word end, right, very important word, all right, because it does not mean like finality, uh, to terminate or anything like that. That, that. That's not what that word means. The word in Greek is the word telos, T-E-L-O-S, and it means the goal the goal, but he that shall endure unto the goal shall be saved. The same shall be saved. All right, same thing in the next verse, twenty-four, fourteen. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come, and then shall the end come. Then shall the goal come. It's the goal. goes right along line with this, folks, in Proverbs. Without a vision, the people perish, but blessed is he who does the Torah. All right, blessed is he who does the Torah, okay? Without a vision, without a goal, people, without a goal, without a goal, the people perish. And unfortunately, in Christianity today, you don't see the goal. In the vast majority of Christians, most folks are sitting on their ass waiting for the rapture, and that's their goal. But they do absolutely nothing to, uh, to sanctify themselves, to make themselves worthy of such an event, right? And unfortunately for the Christian, because they have been so swallowed up in Paul, they do not understand. Yahshua prayed that God would not take us out of the world, all right? <laughs> so in, in this... In this doctrine of the rapture, it is diametrically opposed to what Yahshua prayed. Father, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil. Okay. Now, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go off on that. But unfortunately, people for the Christians, they do not have a goal. They think they just must sit on their butts, listen to the preacher, pay their monthly temple tax, and uh, then they get saved. And uh, the reason why many of them believe this is because uh, they were not sown with the word of truth, the milpah of truth, the word of life. That is not the word that was sown into their heart. The word that was sown into their heart was Romans 10, which has not one single thing to do with salvation. You know, the sinner's prayer. You know, if you believe in your heart that, uh, you know, that Yahshua existed, that he lived, that he was crucified, that he died, that he was resurrected. You know, you believe that in your heart, now you're saved. And I'm telling you, folks, that is a bald-faced lie. That is a bald-faced lie. All right, it doesn't have a thing to do with salvation. Here's the deal. And many Christians think as soon as they have prayed that prayer that now they're saved. And yet this is not what Yahshua taught. It is not what the apostles of the Lamb taught. 
Go back and read First Peter. Your salvation is reserved in heaven for you. So what is the goal, people? If your salvation is lodged in heaven, then what's the goal? The goal, people, is the kingdom of heaven. The goal is the kingdom of heaven, all right? But he that shall endure unto the kingdom of heaven, the same shall be saved. The same shall be saved, but you must endure until you obtain the kingdom of heaven. That's the goal. That's the goal. Because once you obtain the kingdom of heaven, I tell you what, folks, wham, right there in your face is the tree of life. And the tree of life is hidden in the clouds of heaven. It is hidden in the clouds of heaven. Let me uh, give you another word that was uh, really messed up in uh, Matthew 24. And they messed this one up so badly that this is a very, very deadly, and I do declare to you it is a deadly error. And it's uh, Matthew 24, 22. And the reason why this error is so deadly is because it keeps the believers on their butt doing nothing. And here's the, uh, here's the word. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. All right. Let's go back here. The word that was messed up right here is but for the elect's sake. It, this is not what Yahshua said. It's not for their sake, but but for, but for, right? This is where they really messed it up because it actually says through, through the elect, through the elect. In other words, through the works of the elect, those days shall be shortened. But because everybody thinks this is a very passive thing, they have imbibed and been swallowed up in a spirit of passivity and slumber, thinking there is nothing for them to do. Just sit back and wait, right? That is not what that means. It means there are things you must do. If you are the elect, there are things going on within you and through you, all right? This is not a passive statement. This will generate great activity. But the way the King James translators, the way they penned those words was they put everybody to sleep. You know, same as the rapture doctrine, put everybody to sleep. Folks just go to church now waiting for the rapture, and it's not going to come. It will not come. Because it was never prophesied by Yahshua. Never, ever, at any time did Yahshua ever mention a vast catching away of everybody who has this tag on their head called Christian. Never happened, people. Never happened. He never taught that. Neither did the prophets. You see, the rapture is a doctrine for all those Christians who with all their heart have avoided and fled the cross. They do not want the cross. They don't want the tribulation. They don't want the trials. They don't want the hard stuff. They want all the glory. They want all the glory and none of the suffering. All the glory and no suffering. And they think that's a pretty good life. Well, it might be a good life, but it's a lie. And it's a lie that will cost you your soul in the end. He who would lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall find it. All right. It is necessary, Christian, for you to lose your life. 
And God has provided a way for that one-way journey called the cross. And it's called the cross. You know, it is a, uh, it's a one-way journey. Once you start out on this journey, you'll never come back. You'll never return to where you were. You start out on this journey, and if you endure to the goal, which is the kingdom of heaven, guess what, people? Guess what? It's heaven. It's heaven. It's heaven. It's the tree of life. It is heaven. Now, I want to share something with you here real quick before, uh, before I get too much farther. And uh, this is a way for you to look at the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And this is a way for you to look at the work of the cross. All right. And I want to pull up a modern day phrase, and it is to reverse engineer. And folks, the reality of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the reality of the cross is that God is reverse engineering the fall. You get that? He is reverse engineering the fall within you. Okay, so let me uh, let me explain to you briefly one of the reasons why I was uh, hitting on judge not, you'll not be judged, condemn not, you'll not be condemned. Um, be very careful letting uh, letting a lot of garbage fly out of your mouth. And, and I'll tell you, judge not, you'll not be judged. Condemn not, you'll not be condemned. This is a manifestation of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, that is within every man, woman, and child born on planet Earth. Is Everybody has the tree of the knowledge of good and evil within them. And the way this manifests is when you judge somebody or when you condemn somebody. Or when you throw out a whole bunch of negative comments about someone. And like I say, this also includes political figures and uh, folks that you just might not, uh, or, or things that you've done that you just don't seem to think are all that important. And yet they are, because every time you judge somebody, you are bound to that judgment. Every time you condemn someone, you are bound to that condemnation. Every time you throw out a negative comment about someone, you have bound yourself to that negative comment. And that is why it is so important. Uh, when the Holy Spirit takes you back, because this is a form, people, this is a form of sanctifying yourself, right? Of being sanctified in the word of truth. You know how Yahshua said, Father, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth, all right? So when you judge, it's a manifestation of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all right? So what happens is you get to a point in this to where you have, I mean, you, you are back down to the source of this whole thing, and that's when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you what the source of this is. All right, so, so for me, I had just been through a really hot, fiery trial, and it was a, it was a family trial. And this had to do with um, a commandment that I never dreamed I was going to get tested on. <laughs> I loved I loved my dad very very much, um, and as I found out through uh, this experience, that I think I loved him a little too much. Anyway, so uh, my dad had become like an idol to me. All right, and uh, and unfortunately that that idol needed to be smashed, and it was, and it hurt, and it hurt bad. Okay, so, um, so after this uh, trial on the fifth commandment. I was uh, I, I was wiped out again. I was weary, very, very, very weary. Just so tired on the inside, and um, so I'm, I'm sitting in my chair, 
and this is uh, kind of late at night, and this is uh, in February of uh, 2014, and as I was just bringing up about uh, about judging. So, uh, so here's what happened. All right, uh, my heart was. Uh, it's very difficult being an American these days, you know, especially back then during the uh, during the Obama years. And man, life was black and life was dark and, and life was looking pretty ugly for the uh, for the destiny of, of this nation. And as over the years, as you would look upon the nation and you would just see the, the horror of the garbage that we had fallen into, you know, oh, man. Uh, I mean, uh, America just so quickly descended into Sodom and Gomorrah that it is just heartbreaking. And so I'm sitting in my chair late um, late on this particular night, and the Holy Spirit comes to me. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. And uh, and now, during this trial that, uh, that I'd just come out of, I was required to, to have mercy. Um, and... It was something that it, it was it was a victory that I had learned, right? That mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment, and, and you know and that's just right out of James. But oh my gosh, people! For me, that was one of the biggest. Oh, it, it is an enormous victory over, over just over the spirit of judging, over the spirit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if you want to call it that. And mercy, I mean, God had taught my wife and I. You know, some time back, uh, and, and he had said, "I want you to be extravagant with your mercy," and this had to do with our son because uh, you know he was at that age where he was you know pretty rebellious and uh, and pretty lippy, and uh, you know he just did some stuff that you know like all kids do, right? He's going to drive parents up a tree, right? Anyway, so God had said concerning our son, "Be extravagant with your mercy," and of course that expands out to everybody else too, so. When it came to this trial, this interfamily trial that was uh, really all over my dad, is that in the end, the only way we were going to obtain a victory in this trial, and this had to do with my, my three sisters and myself also, is to employ mercy. Just to employ mercy and to have mercy on dad. Right? Dad had uh, fallen into dementia, fallen into Alzheimer's, and he was doing all sorts of things that were driving people up a tree. Um, anyway, I, I don't want to get back into that. That's just some garbage that had preceded this. Anyway, so I'm sitting in my chair this one night, and it's, uh, like I say, it's, it's early February, and the Holy Spirit says to me, and uh, all of a sudden I see a, a picture of the United States, and the Holy Spirit says to me, Son, can I have mercy on America? Can I have mercy on America? And all of a sudden, I just I just broke. I just broke because I knew what was being said. I mean, I, I understood what was being said is that God truly desired to have mercy on this nation. Mercy. He had taught me that mercy triumphs over judgment and that he wanted his mercy on America to triumph over the judgment that we deserve. That we deserve. And so... Like I say, I just I just broke when he said that, and I was already pretty 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 wiped out. But I said yes, yes, yes. You can have mercy on America. And so, right after this, all of a sudden, 
all right, all of a sudden, I see myself, and I'm a little baby, and I'm kind of like coming out through the womb. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too graphic in this, but it's like, uh, and, and I don't, and, you know, um, it's like, you know, uh, oh, golly, um, I'm kind of getting into gal territory here. I'm kind of getting into female territory here. So if there's any gals listening, just have mercy on me. I'm doing my best to explain this, right? Anyway, so I see myself being birthed. And uh, and it's like the hymen was this, and I know it's going to sound strange, looked like a raccoon mask, right? With uh, you know, God, like, like a black mask with two little eye holes. And... As I was being birthed, this thing snapped in the middle, and one side of the uh, one side of the mask went uh, like like to the left, and the other side went to the right, and I shot up right in between. And so then I I see this scene where I have been birthed, and I'm I, I'm like at the edge of a uh, of a river, like on a riverbank, you know. I see grassy reeds and whatnot, and I'm uh, you know looking at the. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was sunset or if it was morning. To tell you the truth, I, I, I couldn't tell, except in the direction that I was looking, and it looked more like uh, more like sundown. Anyway, so I'm I'm, I, I, I'm like I'm burnt. I'm this little tiny baby, right? And I come right up through this this mask as it, as it snaps. And uh, anyway, so I'm just kind of right there, and I, and I beheld. I've watched my own birth. Okay, so. So right after this, right again, the Holy Spirit brings up the words of Yahshua. And the word that he brought up was, was, call no man on earth father, for you have one father, you know, your father in heaven. All right, so it was kind of like, and as I said, this last trial that I had was, um, was over the fifth commandment. You know, honor your father and mother that your days be long on the earth, right? So it's kind of like, as I was saying, Papa was destroying this idol that I had called my dad, right? And he did a very thorough job of it, all right? So what was going on here is that I had just been birthed. I have a new father. I have a brand spanking new daddy, right? And it was not Robert E. Lee, <laughs> you know? It was the creator and the maker of heaven and earth, all right? So, okay, so it's like the next day, Again, here we go. You guys are going to get very, uh, very used to this. I'm sitting in my chair again, and uh, and in my inner man, I'm seeing uh, my my own personal family uh, tree, my family tree, and uh, in my family, I am the last male, and uh, on my dad's side of the family, he was the last male. So I'm sitting there looking at this branch on my own family tree. And uh, and as I told you, my dad was not the most sanctified guy that ever walked the planet. As a matter of fact, um, his side of the tree, his side of the tree was, was dark. And uh, my side of the tree was light. Uh, my mother was, uh, my mother was a very pious Christian and so was her entire family line. Uh, on, my, on my dad's side of the family, they weren't. All right, so we have this family tree, my family tree that I'm looking at, and as I'm staring at uh, at my side of the family tree, and this is really weird, man. All of a sudden, 
it's like I am sucked into this tree and I go zipping down through like through like the sap of this tree. I know that sounds strange, man, but I go zipping down really fast until I come out at the root, and the root is Adam. And the next thing I know, the next thing I know, I am up in the clouds of heaven. And as I was saying, before this had happened, I was I was weary. And, and the phrase that kept coming to me all the time was weary unto death. And I really was. And so anyway, so here I am. I'm sitting at the edge of heaven, at the you know, on the edge of like this big old cloud, right? And uh, right in front of me, I see this tall, pure, white tree. And I know this is a tree of life. And, uh, and I'm telling you, when I, was, I, when, when I was there, it was Yahshua had taken me there. He was standing by my side, and he had his hand on my back. And I tell you, folks, when, that, when, 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 when the hand of God is upon your back, it's very uncomfortable. And when the hand of God is upon you, it can be very, very uncomfortable. You're in big-time fear of God territory here. You really are. So anyway, so straight in front of me, I see this white tree and as I say it's a tree of life but off to my other side I see the other tree and this is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now it was it was uh, it, it was cut down in a sense it was stumpy there was like the stump and then it had uh, two stumpy branches coming out of it but you know the regular flourishing part of the tree was just all gone this thing was, was it, it was whacked pretty good However, it still had a powerful draw to it, like a magnet. And it's like, even, e even in that place, you could feel yourself getting sucked into that. And, and again, man, all these images of, uh, of how wonderful and comfortable, you know, life in the world is. And it, when it wants to start sucking you in and you're resisting it and going, no, 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 no. Anyway, so I turn away, staring back at the tree of life. And Yahshua proposes a question to me. And I had to think about it for a bit. And i got to tell you something, folks. When I was there, it's like I was not standing up. I was not standing up at all. I was on all fours. It was like, like I was saying, so tired I couldn't even stand up. And so Yahshua asked me this question. And I had to ponder it for it. A moment. You really do, even in that place, you got to ponder these things. And the question kind of bothered me a little bit, but I knew he never would have asked unless he was looking for a specific response. Okay, and so as I thought about this, and, and you know that your answer is forever. Your answer is forever. Once you step out and you eat from the tree of life, you will never, ever go back to the realm of of the knowledge of good and evil. You'll never, ever go back to that realm. You'll never go back to the realm of death. You are completely cut off from that now, okay? So it, it, it's kind of a, uh, it, it's, when you get there, you're going to understand. So anyway, so I said yes to Yahshua. And the next thing I know, I am in the branches of that tree, and I am just gobbling as fast as I can. All right, so I, I'm there for a little bit, and I'm eating, and I'm eating, and I'm eating, as would anybody, right, as would anybody. So anyway, so the next thing I know, 
here I am, uh, I'm standing with Yahshua again, and we walk over to the edge of this, of, of this, of this place that we were at, the edge of this place, right? And, uh, and I look over the edge, and I'm telling you folks, this was, this was so high up that, uh, that it, it was, it was scary high. It was scary high. I could not see the bottom. I knew the bottom was down there, but I couldn't see it. It was so far down. And Yahshua let me know this is the height from which man has fallen. And he has fallen so far that he can't see the top. And at the top, you can't see the bottom. It is that far. It is that degree of a breach. Okay? It's frightening. It's really, really frightening to see this. Well, let me tell you something here. And it's just a little aside. Is that uh, you definitely get a revelation, an understanding on the widow's might. Because just before you choose the tree, just before you say yes to Yahshua and you choose the tree of life, I mean, feeling so weak on the inside, and and this is this is something that is true in every single fiery trial that uh, you're ever going to go through. You're never going to get tested when you're at your full strength. You are going to get tested when you are running on empty. You know, you're going to get tested when you've got very little left. All right, and so just before choosing the tree, right, is like I'm saying, I'm, I'm I was weary unto death. But it's that last little bit, that last little widow's might of strength, and that's all you got left. And with that, you choose, and then boom, all your strength is gone. But at the same time, you've just flown into the tree. So I just wanted to share that little that little piece real quick before before I continued much farther. Now, let me share with you something real quick here that. Uh, you might find kind of interesting. I sure did. And it's like, after I'd eaten from the tree, I had this uh, sensation. Uh, and, and and this was the sensation. Uh, and, um, and it's like a back door in the back of my head, in the back of my mind. It was like a back door was shut. Okay? You just put your head right on the back, you know. And, and there there was this, like this little two-by-two trap door, Right? And, uh, and and anyway, and the Holy Spirit let me know that the access, that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, um, uh, let me put this, I don't know, how do I say this? It's like it no longer had access to my consciousness. It no longer had access to my thoughts, right? The only thoughts that I had from here on were the thoughts that came out of the tree of life. I, I, I hope this is making sense to you because what happens here, folks, is that after you eat from the tree of life, your entire consciousness changes. It changes. It changes from what was beneath to what is above. And what is above is the word, the word of truth and the spirit of the truth. And this becomes your consciousness. And what I, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, so anyway, I just wanted to share that with you real quick about this uh, about this back door that gets closed in your mind, and uh, and you know 
I, I know a little bit more about it now, but uh, and, and I'll share more. But I just, I just want to drop that little tidbit out there real quick. Okay, so here in this next part, now a- after a bit, and like I, I gotta, I, I gotta share with you the whole time I'm up there, folks. My heart is beating like a jackhammer. It really is, right? It is awesome, but I mean, you are just way outside your comfort zone, way outside your comfort zone. So my heart was still beating like a jackhammer. And uh, anyway, so, uh, so, 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 so anyway, so it, it, it's time to come back down. And all of a sudden, here I am, and there's this great big giant ladder reaching down from, and I'm just going to call it the paradise of God, back to another level in heaven. So I'm climbing down this ladder, and uh, th- this ladder is situated uh, upon this stone, and uh, not, 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 a, not, not a rock, but a, a stone, and, and it was a square stone, uh, maybe, uh, oh gosh, maybe 24 inches by 24 inches, and maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, six to eight inches thick. You know, so it was like this uh, square stone. So anyway, so the ladder was situated upon that. So I'm, I'm climbing down this ladder, right? And I'm standing on this stone. And I become aware of uh, Jacob. You know, Jacob, like the patriarch Jacob. And uh, as I'm climbing down the ladder, you know, I, I've got my back to him. But he's right there at the stone, right? And, uh, and anyway, I just... Um, Folks, there are so many things going through you in a moment like this, at a time like this. So many things going through you, and uh, uh, and I, I just got to tell you, I was so full, I was so full. I, it felt like I was going to pop, right? And I felt so big and so full. Anyway, so all right, so I climbed down the ladder, and I'm standing on this stone, and, and it, like there's Jacob. Well, I become aware that on my other side is Isaac. Right, and uh, and I can't see Abraham, but I know that he is also behind me. So anyway, it's like the Holy Spirit says, because okay, okay, uh, wow, this 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 is a part that you guys are probably going to go, man, this is weird, but I'll tell you what, folks, when you are up there, the word, oh my, is so powerful. It is so powerful. I mean. Oh, and, and uh, uh, you know, like even my own name, Michael, right? I know what Michael means. Obviously, it's my name, right? But even my own name became so powerful. I, it, it's like I, I didn't want it. It was too big. It was too high. And uh, anyway, so it's like the Holy Spirit says just... Just take that name off and set it over here, Michael. Just take the name off, set it over here. He says, names are like crowns, right? And he says, put on the name of Isaac. Just go ahead, put it on like a hat, put it on like a crown, right? He says, because the name Isaac means uh, laughter. And he was saying, you need to laugh right now, son. You need to laugh. You need to chuckle. It it is kind of like you know I had to you know release the pressure valve or something and laughter would do that. But uh, anyway, that's kind of where I was at you know as I was as I as I climbed down the ladder. Okay, so it, it's like like after this part, it's like I, I I came out of this experience. Okay, it's like I came out of it and I'm and, and I'm back in my chair. 
right in my in my living room, and uh, so I, I picked up my Bible, and uh, and I opened it up to a certain chapter in Isaiah, and when I tell you folks that the word is so powerful, it is so powerful. It, it, even it, it, it's like I, I'm no longer up there with uh, you know with, with Jacob and Isaac. I, I'm no longer way up there at the tree of life. I'm back down on planet Earth, man. I got boots on the ground here, okay. And, uh, and still, and still. So I open up my Bible to a certain chapter in Isaiah, and I begin to read it, and it's like the words, oh, my gosh. When, when I, they're so, when I, I just keep saying they're so powerful. that I, I don't know any other way to explain this to people. It's just to, to use that word. But it's like every time you look at the word, it's like it is being super embedded into your spirit, into your heart, your inner man, your consciousness. It is it is so much different. It is so much different. But anyway, so I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave this this particular chapter uh, of this part of the testimony. I'm gonna leave this off right here. And so over the next few podcasts, like I say, it is virtually impossible, folks, to share with you. Uh, to, to, to cram everything into a you know a 30 40 minute podcast it's impossible right so there is so much more that took place like I say this was in uh, probably at this point maybe mid-february uh, 2014 and the intensity the intensity of this experience folks lasted for at least another two and a half three months. And there was so much that took place in those in those next two or three months, from the changing of the days of the week, oh man, and and, and things like that. And uh, anyway, so this is Michael, and uh, you know, it, it just occurred to me, you know, this morning as I woke up, that throughout every single podcast I've done, I've not once have I mentioned my blog, <laughs> okay? And in my blog, I, I, I I've, I've written several things concerning this. But I also have, you know, several writings on Paul. I've done, uh, oh, I don't know, six or seven videos on the uh, on the fall of Christianity, which are well worth listening to. Um, anyway, so uh, the name of my blog is called Exodus to the Kingdom. WordPress. Com, and Exodus two, uh, you know, the, the word Exodus and the numeral two, and then the Kingdom. WordPress. Com. Anyway, if you want to run over there, and if you want to, you know, read some stuff, it's uh, it's all there. I hold nothing back. I can get a little brutal in some of my writings, but uh, hey, they're my writings. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you can deal with them. But this is Michael, and uh, this has been the Blood Walk. This is uh, really a, this is a segment concerning the Tree of Life, and uh, I'll be talking to you in a couple of days. Bye bye. Tell you what, before I uh, totally click off here. Uh, it occurred to me you might enjoy a, a, a little song, and I think, I think this was the first one that I had. Um, you know, after uh, uh, you know, a, after climbing down the tree, I think it was the first song I had there. So I'm just going to pop this up real quick. And uh, anyway, the name of this song is called uh, "Day One." I know it's not real exciting, but uh, <laughs> anyway, take a listen. First day I will call the light, but the 
chase away to the end of the universe. You're all gonna see the darkness flee, and with it goes the curse. This all looks very good to me. I really enjoy my work. Yeah, it's all. seem unreal as I open the very first seal. You may appear to seem unreal as I open the very first seal. I think you're beginning to understand just what I have in mind. For the children of light will begin to in a rider dressed in white For the children of light will begin to delight In a rider dressed in white I'm gonna wait just a little while Before I change the second day I'm gonna give them time to learn Good old ancient ways oh, I will change the names of the days To what they always were The first day I will call the light For the children of my delight